1: Today's Housing Wire Daily features an interview with Zillow economist Matthew Speakman. In this episode, Speakman discusses Zillow's most recent Market Pulse report, which claims that a disappointing April jobs report raised some questions about the pace and timing of the nation's recovery, and new data that suggests some home buyers may be getting discouraged while sellers are growing more confident. But before we listen, here's a brief word from our sponsor. As a top 10 subservicer with a 98% customer satisfaction rate, TMS does business a different way and it does it well. They deliver next level service with next level technology innovations like Simi, their servicing portal that can help make a lender's job a breeze. So when you're ready to have the service put back into your subservicing, go to subservicing.themoneysource.com. Hello HousingWire listeners, today I'm joined with Zillow's economist Matthew Speakman. Hi Matthew, thanks for joining us.
0: Hi there, good morning, thanks for having me.
1: Of course. Listeners today, Matthew will be speaking to us about Zillow's most recent Market Pulse report, which claims that a disappointing April jobs report raised some questions about the pace and timing of the nation's recovery and new data that suggests some home buyers may be getting discouraged while sellers are growing more confident. Matthew, during the month of April, 266,000 jobs were added in the jobs market. This number was well below many forecasts that expected closer to 1 million. Additionally, during the month, the national unemployment rate increased 0.1 percentage point from March to 6.1%. Now, I know there's been a lot of talk in the news about how Americans feel about employment at this time, but my question for you is, what may be preventing more Americans from gaining employment?
0: Yeah, you're right. It was a surprising report, one that um, you know does call into some question about the uh, the, the pace of the economy's recovery and, and the labor market's recovery specifically. Um, I think it's important to note that it really is just one report, and you know we could see uh, you know far more strength in the labor market in the months to come. It was eye-opening, of course. Um, you know, one thing to note, I think, is. Uh, first of all, demand for labor is really strong. We saw it in the job openings numbers uh, from March that were released earlier this week, reached a record high. So there's clearly a demand for labor, but for whatever reason, um, you know, it hasn't resulted in a wave of hirings quite yet. And there are many reasons why that could be the case. Uh, you know, one is apprehension about going back to work. For many people, we're not out of the woods yet uh, with this pandemic, and you know, some people are still concerned about their, their health, their safety in the workplace, and for good reason. You know, child care and caring for others is another factor. Schools in many places are still not fully back in person, meaning uh, people still have to stay home to take care of their kids and other loved ones. Um, there might also be a skills gap uh, as a result of this pandemic where people are kind of reevaluating maybe what they want to do professionally, you know, following the pandemic. Uh, And also employers have maybe changed what's required in some of these roles. So uh, and there are other factors at play, too. So I think uh, it's a combination of things that's maybe contributed to this uh, limited improvement, at least relatively limited improvement in the the labor market in April. Uh, But I'm confident that we'll see stronger improvements in the months to come.
1: Those are all great reasons. The pandemic has transformed the job market tremendously. Well, as you know, the job market has a direct correlation on the nation's economic health and experts are saying due to the lack of significant job gains in the market, mortgage rates took a dive. In fact, last week, they hit their lowest levels since mid-February and the Mortgage Bankers Association indicates they slid even further this week to 2.94%. Do you think that rates are expected to continue sliding? And if so, how long can this decline continue?
0: Yeah, you're right. So, you know, mortgage rates are still historically low. We actually did see them come back upward in the last couple of days. You know, it's really every day there's, you know, a new move in mortgage rates, it seems, uh, as the economy kind of jockeys to figure out where we're headed here in in the medium term. Uh, In particular, it was the inflation reading, the consumer price index that was released on Monday. You know, prices rose 4.2% year over year. It's the highest. Annual pace since 2008, and more importantly, was stronger growth than most were expecting. Um, that's in part, of course, to base effects from this time last year when prices really took a dive at the early stages of the pandemic. Uh, but that's still stronger price growth that, uh, than most, many were expecting. And it did introduce some questions about kind of how the central bank, of the Fed, is going to. Uh, handle monetary policy, how long they can keep these loose uh, monetary conditions um, that when tightened ultimately put more pressure uh, on mortgage rates. So uh, it's always difficult to forecast the path forward for mortgage rates. It's always uncertain, particularly right now when there's a lot still up in the air. They could head back downward in, in the coming weeks if key economic reports or you know, pandemic related developments take a turn for the worse, but um, it does seem like for now, particularly because of this inflation report uh, that, that came out earlier this week, uh, the pressure has actually moved back to the upside for mortgage rates. Um, so, so my prediction is that they'll, they'll uh, gradually head back upward here in the next you know, couple of weeks, uh, but rates should continue to stay historically low for the near future.
1: All right. I know the market is really eager to see how those play out. And as we talk about low mortgage rates, we have to discuss home buyer demand. Record low rates this and last year have spurred a significant uptick in home purchases, leading to what many now believe is a seller's market. As demand peaks and supply dwindles, many now claim the housing market is experiencing a worsening affordable housing crisis. My question for you is, will this lack of supply and affordability discourage potential home buyers who are struggling to find homes at their price point?
0: Right, yeah, so it's extremely competitive out there in the housing market. Demand is very strong, demand for homes, and inventory is still very tight. Uh, we're seeing homes sell very, very quickly, like in record time, which really isn't allowing the uh, stock of inventory, let's say, to accumulate. Um, and, you know, while sellers are still, they are growing more confident. We're seeing that in some of these reports. I cited them in my report last week. Um and more homes are entering the market. We haven't yet seen really the influx of of homes that would maybe perhaps sort of expect when prices are rising uh, so quickly. Um, so yes, as a result of that, it does introduce some affordability constraints for for many buyers, um, people who are sort of right at the margin, saved up, and and are looking to enter the market, um, perhaps for the first time. Uh, and see these rising prices and are ultimately um, you know unable to to pull the trigger. Uh, that said, you know in the data, if you look, uh, we actually saw that first time home buyers, typically the people you would expect to have a, maybe the hardest time finding a home to afford, they actually had a pretty good year in 2020. They represented the largest share. Uh, of overall four purchase mortgage originations just under half uh, than they did in about a decade. So um, you know, for many first time buyers, they've actually been able to take advantage of some of these low rates um, and maybe you know use some tools like those we offer at Zillow or elsewhere to do a lot of their homework beforehand so that they're able to, to jump in and pull the trigger when they find a home that, that fits their needs and, and, and desires. Um, So, yeah, affordability is obviously something we need to really keep a close eye on, particularly as prices rise as strongly as they are, and we expect them to continue to. Um, But for others, it seems like uh, this, you know, they've been able to take advantage of what are uh, generally very favorable financial conditions and, uh, you know, and enter the market uh, for the first time.
1: All right. I want to pick up on affordability and supply. The National Association of Home Builders' most recent housing market index, which is a report that gauges the pulse of the single-family housing market, claims while builder confidence jumped in April, prices relating to materials were still a top concern. In fact, the NAHB says it won't expect price declines until late 2021 and urges policymakers to find a way to increase the supply of building materials now. Matthew, how likely do you think there will be some form of legislation from policymakers relating either to affordability or supply?
0: Right. Yeah. So, you know, first, just uh, speaking to the uh, to the materials prices, you're right. Prices of lumber and other key materials have risen very strongly. uh, Goes without saying at this point uh, in the last several months, and a lot of that is uh, due to supply side constraints. In part because of the pandemic, it's kind of disrupted a lot of you know the production, introduced a lot of uncertainty. Uh, So, uh, you know, part of that is just sort of the fact of the matter given where we are in in the pandemic and the disruption that it's caused you know from a policy standpoint though it is difficult for me to speak to the the likelihood that specific policies will be implemented but it does seem like you know the the federal government uh, is um, taking it upon themselves to implement some policies or at least introduce some policies that would help uh tackle affordability uh and others um, construction and housing-related uh, uh, topics. You know, one is the First-Time Homebuyer Act, which uh, is a tax credit of up to fifteen thousand dollars for first-time homebuyers. And we've done some research on that bill. Uh, so, and it, we think should it pass, it will actually help millions of renters achieve home ownership. Um, there's also talk about offering federal money uh, to cities that ease their zoning rules uh, as part of the infrastructure plan. Um, that would sort of cut. Overall housing costs, uh, and then there's you know this actually new policy or a new new initiative uh, from the Federal Housing Finance Agency, the FHFA, which aims to help less creditworthy and you know low income existing homeowners refinance that would aid in their affordability on a monthly basis, help ease their monthly payments. Um, so it's clear that the government is uh, looking to implement and introduce new policies that uh, help tackle affordability, as I mentioned before, uh, and it's top of mind. Uh, We'll see how that plays out in, in the coming months and years.
1: All right. Thank you for answering that. And I want to end this interview with some forecasting. What kind of housing market do you think the housing industry is facing in 2021 as Q2 approaches a close?
0: Yeah, so we're actually just finalizing our, our most recent uh, forecast update uh, of both home sales and prices. And, you know, high level, we expect these competitive, uh, you know, the competitive state of the market uh, to remain in place for the months to come. But, you know, put simply, um, demand for homes is still really strong. We see a lot of people growing, aging into home ownership age, people reevaluating what they need from their home, where they want to live, which we're calling the great reshuffling here at Zillow. A lot of these organic sources of demand uh, teamed with inventory conditions that are still quite tight, even as things improve improve, and we believe more sellers will come on the market. Um, Those combine to what we expect to be really strong price appreciation uh, in the coming year. We expect double digit home price appreciation Uh, on an annual basis through uh, this time next year Um, and you know we do think that these rising prices might make it difficult as we mentioned before uh, might make it difficult for some to uh, to afford a new home and and to achieve home ownership but you know broadly these demographic factors the fact that mortgage rates are still very low uh, and more generally sort of an improving economy and and, uh, more certainty that comes from that uh, will support sales volume uh, in the coming months and year and we expect a double digit double digit percentage increase uh, in home sales in 2021 compared to 2020.
1: Right well there's a lot in the market that we're looking forward to and I can't wait to see that report itself too
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll keep an eye on it and uh, be sure to let you know. So thanks very much for having me. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much. Listeners, join us back here on Monday for next week's Monday Morning Cup of Coffee. Thank you again, Matthew.
0: Thanks very much.
1: Now more than ever, the housing industry is looking to its leaders for answers. That's why each week the Housing News Podcast invites a new mortgage, fintech, or real estate executive to the show to provide its listeners with more perspective on the announcements and news stories crossing HousingWire's news desk. Hosted by Sarah Wheeler and produced by Elcina Lloyd, the Housing News Podcast is now available on iTunes, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and more. That's a wrap for today's episode of HousingWire Daily. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, and join us again tomorrow.